0: What up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Talking Sports with Manny, and this is your host Manny. Let's get it. Good morning, everybody. Man, it's been a while since um I came on and uh, talked to you guys, but man, we got a great episode. Uh, this morning, man. So let's start off with baseball, man. The Yankees are red hot right now. Um, they just beat the Phillies, and Aaron Judge just snapped his five game home run streak. Um, you know, the Yankees are off to an eight and one start. Uh, they, they are clicking on every cylinder, man. The pitching looks good, the defense looks good, uh, the outfielders are doing their thing the uh the bombers out there just just knocking off home runs geo and the rest of them uh, so Yankees look good man last time they started this good it was World Series so um you know in the in the uh, al East you got the Yankees at eight and one you got the Orioles at five and three which is shocking the Orioles have a have a winning record <laughs> um then in the central the uh, al Central, you got Minnesota at eight and two. Then you got the uh, you got the Chicago White Sox at six and four. Then in the AL West, you got um, the Oakland A's at five and four. You got the Houston Astros at five and four. And then in the NL East, you got the um, ATL Braves at seven and four. Then you know with the Marlins, they're they're suspended. You know. They're on hold right now, but they do have a winning record with two and one. Um, then you have the uh, NL Central and um, Chicago with eight and two record. Then uh, in the NL West, you got Colorado at seven and two, San Diego at seven and four, and the Dodgers at seven and four. That seems to be the most um, interesting and the most competitive division so far out of the six divisions is the NL West with three teams at seven and four so man it's going to be interesting to see what happens man the wild cards right now currently um, leading the uh, leading the uh, the AL is the Baltimore Orioles followed by the Oakland A's and the Houston Astros That's uh, a four-way tie I mean Three-way tie for second in the uh, wild card standings in the NL. You got the San Diego uh, seven and four. You have uh, ATL, and then you have the Dodgers. So it's not gonna be interesting to see who gets this wild card. This is gonna be a tough um, wild card, being that the season is so short. So every game counts. Then we're gonna see what happens with the games that are being rescheduled and postponed. Hopefully, these games do take place. Um, you know, baseball fans, this is a great time to really enjoy some baseball because, you know, with this thing being a sprint and a, and a, and a, and a marathon, how it's going right now, it just makes for a, an exciting uh, season because, like I said, it's going to be competitive. Every single game, every single series counts. So it'll be interesting to see who gets in as the wild cards. But we already know who the division leaders are. And most of these division leaders are pretty much going to, you know, win that division. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with baseball this season. So guys, speaking of baseball, man, this is a wild story right here from the Mets. Yoenis Cespedes, Um, he opted out for the 2020 season, but this is how he did it, man. So Cespedes failed to show up at the ballpark for the game versus the Atlanta Braves on Sunday. So the team is, you know, they're looking for him. They can't find this guy. You know, after the game, they announced that he opted out. But the thing is. If you're going to opt out, you want to kind of let your team know that you're opting out. I heard that they went to his hotel room. You know, they opened up the room and it's, all of his stuff were gone. You know, and that's, to me, that's lame, man. If you're going to opt out, there's a way to do it. You know, I, I understand that there's a lot of uh, uh, uh things going on with with uh COVID and everything, but for you to just bail on your brothers, not talk to anybody. They're probably looking for you. They're like, "Man, did this guy get kidnapped? Is he lost? Is he dead?" I mean, this is just uncalled for. <laughs> you know, I mean, from the reports that I was reading first, you know, they went to his room, they was looking for him. His stuff was gone. And you can imagine how It would look to go to his room, you know, you, you know, you go downstairs to the the front desk, you say, "Hey, I've been calling this guy. He's not answering the phone. Can I get his key? And you get the key. You go up in there and everything is packed up and gone, you know, and then for uh, for him to now tell his tell his agent to now tell the team, hey, I've opted out for the season. That's lame. That's weak. Uh, That's disrespectful. Um, I have no problems with people doing what's best for them and their family. I have no problems with people opting out. But there's a certain way that you do things. You know what I'm saying? You've gone to war with these guys. These are your brothers. and I understand the Nets have been terrible. But still, there's still a way uh, to go about this. He should have been a man and just went up to the GM. Or the owner or whoever that he needs to speak to and say, hey, I'm and out of the season. I don't feel comfortable, blah, blah, blah. But to do it in this manner is terrible, man. The Mets are always going to met, man. So, guys, the NHL. Kicked off this Saturday, this past Saturday, and what they decided to do was to have a 2014 playoff. So if you were not, uh, if you didn't meet the record requirements, you were eliminated and they just kind of rocked with the top 24 teams. They bring them in and then they run some kind of postseason action um, that's kind of different from what the NBA is doing. So pretty much you'll have West qualifying games. You'll have East qualifying games. And then you'll have teams that are um, what you'll call a East qualifying Robin or a West qualifying round Robin. So here is what the um, here's what the rules is with the Robin for those who are not so acclimated with hockey. OK, so with the uh, with the round Robin tournaments is a tournament that allows each team in the tournament an opportunity to play every other team in the tournament. The winner is is the team that has the most points or the highest winning percentage at the end of the schedule. So it's just a playoff system that the NHL decided to come up with. Um, Like I said, I'm not the biggest uh, hockey guy, but I do watch some hockey, not a lot of hockey as others, but it's just interesting to kind of see that uh, 2014 playoff. And, uh, you know, you like you bring every team in and every team has a chance to advance. So it's, different from what the NBA is doing. The NBA went went on and brought uh, 22 teams, and um, you know, with the NBA, they have like a play-in system, so pretty much a team like the Memphis Grizzlies, they would pretty much have to qualify three times to make the playoffs, which is very crazy. So with the NBA, if a team, if the ninth seed is four games within um, that eighth seed, there'll be a play-in tournament. So, I'm guessing that the eighth seed probably plays the ninth seed, maybe two best out of three. I haven't heard. So, with hockey, it's interesting to see what's going on. Um, it's new to me. Um, I'm learning as I start to cover more hockey and other sports besides just basketball and football. I'm really trying to be versatile in in, in what I do if, if I'm going to cover, you know, a little bit of everything. So, Um, hockey has the bubble. The uh, MLB don't have the bubble. The NFL is trying not to do the bubble thing because how can you contain 32 teams in a bubble with the NFL? So um, what I'm guessing that happens is with the NFL, they're going to try to give it a go, have practice squads and everything and, um, you know, replace players. So Baseball is doing it in a I mean, I mean, sorry, basketball is doing it in in a smart way. Granted that they're finishing the season. And then um, same thing with hockey. You know, they're finishing the season and they just decided to go with this format. So some scores from yesterday. Um, You have uh, the Penguins beating the Canadians and um, the series is tied at one one. You have the Golden Knights beating the Stars. Um, In the West qualifying Robin um, play, Uh, the Lightning beat the Capitals 3-2 in the East qualifying uh, round of the Robin. Then you have the Jets beating the Flames 3-2 in the West qualifying game. And that's game two. So the series is tied 1-1. Um, you have the hurricanes beating the Rangers 4 one in the East qualifying, uh, game two and, uh, Carolina is leading two zero. Um, then you have, uh, the Blackhawks, um, they lost to the, uh, to the Oilers 4 three and, um, that's the, that's the West qualifying game two, And, uh, Chicago's leading it, uh, one zero right now. So i uh, sorry. Um, it's tied. It's tied 1-1. One, one. Apologize for that. So, that's what's going on in hockey, man, and um as I learn more, I I'll, I'll share uh for those of you guys that are very very good at hockey and un- understand this uh this uh, Robin playing, hey, hit me up, man, explain it to me, man. Break it down to me, man. I'm all about talking sports and I and I'm all about learning. So, um, I'm really gonna be gearing up into the hockey thing, but right now I've just been focused on the NBA being back and just kind of uh, focused on fantasy and the NFL. So, hey, somebody hit me up on this hockey stuff, man. It, it's it's just intriguing to me. If you smell it, a- what The Rock is cooking. It doesn't matter. So guys, The Rock has bought the XFL. Um, He led a group of investors to purchase the XFL for $15 million. That's a great investment because if anybody can turn the XFL around, it's The Rock. And for me as a sports fan, I really enjoy the XFL um, this past season, and then Corona came, and you know messed up everything. And the XFL had to uh, file bankruptcy. This is the second time that the NF that the XFL is folded. And like I said, if anybody can turn uh, this around, it's The Rock. If you watch that show, Ballers, The Rock will now finally get to live <laughs> that lifestyle, being in football and being able to uh, make an impact. Um, the XFL has been good to a lot of players. It's been able to provide jobs for, you know, college guys that don't go to the NFL or maybe guys that are that are in the NFL that are not getting minutes, they get cut. Some guys in the practice squad, you know, might want to play in the XFL to get more exposure, get more minutes and things of that nature. So the XFL I believe can work with the NFL in some ways. And you know, maybe the XFL is like the G League two the NFL um it'll be interesting to see if the rock can get everything uh popping and going uh for a season this uh up and coming spring in 2021 now i know that the, that the XFL is ready to create a bubble of some sort to get some more football content out there so it's going to be very interesting to see when the new season starts um i love it for the players i love it for the guys that don't get a lot of opportunities uh, coming out of college uh this is definitely a great segue to the nfl for those who want to play at the highest level so man congratulations to the rock man i'm excited to to see him um take on something different and pretty much everything that the rock touches is turns into gold so there's no doubt in my mind that he's gonna do well with the xfl i'm excited uh we get more football we get football in the spring now um it'll be interesting like like i said it'll be interesting to see when the new season starts so yeah this is what the rock is cooking So, guys, let's dive into the NFL, man. Shout out to Patrick Mahomes for being a a, a owner, a part-time owner uh, of the Kansas City Royals. Man, I I just love when people make money and then invest their money to make more money. I'm all about that. So, congratulations to Patrick Mahomes on being one of the youngest owners ever um, to own um, a baseball team. And there's no doubt in my mind that he'll end up being a majority owner of the whole thing. Um, that's just kind of how it works, man. You know, the more you make, then you can buy more people out and things of that nature. So proud of the guy. He has set up his family to win for years to come. Um, so guys, man, uh Jordan Reed, tight end of um former Washington football, have signed with the 49ers. Um I wish that Jordan Reed would just retire and just think of quality of life. But if he is healthy and if he does decides to, you know, decides to play and everything works out, that can be a nasty duo between uh, Kittle, uh, George Kittle and um, Jordan Reed. Just, I mean, with Debo Samuels being hurt, you can see some 12 personnel uh, four to 49ers, a run game. Two good tight ends that can that can catch, and that are very very athletic. Uh, regardless of what happens to receiver, you got Brandon Brandon Ayuk out there. You got Jalen Hurd. Uh, you got some other young guys like Bourne and Pettis. So nobody really knows how the wide receiver room is going to shake up. But uh, tight ends and as far as running backs, Shanahan knows what he's doing. So it should be a productive um, uh, offense as usual. Um, You know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, I still believe is pissed off that um, they drafted (laughs) Jordan Love. And for the Green Bay Packers not to draft a wide receiver is crazy. I think that they believe so much in Allen Lazard. And Aaron Rodgers really likes Lazard. So maybe he went up to them and told them that, hey, Lazard is just so great and so good that they didn't draft a wide receiver for him. So, um, I still expect Aaron Rodgers to have a great season, a great bounce back season this year. Um, I just don't know how it's going to work out with Jordan Love and everything. Yeah, you draft a guy in the first round. You can literally sit that quarterback, you know, on the team and on the roster for at least three years. I just don't see it more than three years because you're going to have to fifth year that guy and, is an investment. Yeah, it can go as much as, let's say, four years and then you fifth year the guy. But are you going to be able to pay <laughs> two quarterbacks big time money, you know, in that fifth year option? So keep a look out on that Aaron Rodgers situation. I don't even know what Aaron Rodgers contract is looking like. I'm just, you know, just talking. Hey, you draft a guy in the first round. Eventually, you want to play that guy. So that's kind of like. Green Bay pushing Aaron Rodgers out the door but like I said let's monitor that and see that and see how that goes um so there have been a plethora of players opting out for the season um the NFL just uh uh, um finalized the deadline to opt out which is Thursday 4 uh, p.m eastern time that's when all players have um an opportunity to opt out of the season if they don't want to. You've heard OBJ talking about the NFL is not ready, but yet um, they're pushing to play football. Well, I'm like, OBJ, if you don't want to play, you don't have to. It's like any other job. You can opt out and not get paid. Just opt out, chill, be safe. Um, If you want to play, play. If you don't want to play, don't play. NFL is doing what they feel, you know, is right. And then the players want to play. They have agreed upon different things, with the NFL PA to, you know, get this season going. But my whole thing is with the testing and everything, how long do players sit out? Um, you know, there's different things that are put into place to where, uh, you know, players have to uh, do a test. And then if you're, you know, they have to like then replace a player that is, that has the virus within 90 minutes of, uh, of the game time. Then they have to report it in because, you know, that game day roster locks in 90 minutes before the game. So it's something that the NFL is going to work on to kind of just get all that straightened out. But yeah, there's been a plethora of players um opting out. They're doing what's best for them and their family. Some big names um on the list. Um, if you want to know who's who has opted out, you can Google it. It's a long list and there's going to be more players to opt out. Um, I saw Uh, just a little clip on uh, SportsCenter with um, DeAndre Hopkins saying that um, he has not ruled out not opting out. He goes, if it comes to that, you know, he'll opt out. But if he feels that it's safe to play, then he'll play. So (laughs) if DeAndre Hopkins opts out, man, that's going to be huge for the NFL world and the fantasy world. It's going to be crazy. So, um, Like I said, Thursday is the deadline to see who, you know, opts out, who doesn't opt out. And then it's official, it's sealed. You can't bail on your team like Cespedes did in baseball. (laughs) You will get fined. Uh, You do that, that's a bridge of contract. (laughs) And you can lose a lot of money. So if you don't want to play, it's time to get out. Um, The Seahawks are monitoring AB situation. Um, You know, Antonio Brown was suspended for the first eight games of the season, similar to what Kareem Hunt had. Um, But the difference is that Antonio Brown is a free agent. Kareem Hunt was cut and was picked up off a waiver. So there's no rush to sign Antonio Brown. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure that teams are, you know, monitoring the the situation. Nobody knows if he's going to get additional suspension. So teams really don't want to invest right now if they don't need to. Uh, but just look at some contenders uh, to, you know, reach out for AB services. And the Seahawks, we know that they are one of the best at managing personalities. So um, if Russell Wilson wants it, Pete Carroll wants it, it's most likely going to happen. And then they're also open to bringing Josh Gordon back. I don't know how Josh Gordon has stuck in the NFL this long with all the issues that he's had. Um, So we'll see what happens with Antonio Brown as well as Josh Gordon. So keep your eyes peeled. So, guys, on to the NBA. We're going to start with some news and notes. Um, So the NBA has tweaked its testing policy to allow a quicker uh, return. So that's good uh, because there's been complaints about what if you're in the playoffs and, you know, you just have to, you know, get a test done, you know, with the regular protocol and the quarantine, (laughs) you know, in the playoffs, it can be tough. So they, they have shortened that return time, uh, which is going to be good uh, move, moving forward, just in case somebody does have to quarantine during the playoffs. Somebody does catch the virus during, during the playoffs. So um, NFL has put that in place, which is pretty, pretty awesome. Um, so the Bucks coach and um, the OKC coach, um, there was a voting And those two coaches are the coach of the year. Um, It's a co-coach of the year. Um, I still feel like um, Nick Nurse from the Toronto Raptors, he should have won the coach of the year. Look at what he's done with that team. We're going to get into the Toronto Raptors in a minute, but I believe that, that Nick Nurse really took that team and just turned them into greatness. Nick Nurse is one of the best coaches in the NBA, and I felt like he was disrespected. Now, Billy Donovan, man, you got to give him his flowers because what he's done with OKC is amazing. OKC was not supposed to be in the playoffs. OKC was supposed to be in a rebuild. Taking on Chris Paul's contract was not by choice. It was like, okay, we get rid of Westbrook and we gain some picks back. But then it's turned out that... (laughs) Chris Paul is an all-star. He made the all-star team this year. He's taking that team to new heights and new levels. And to be honest, Chris Paul is a better leader than Russell Westbrook. I honestly believe that. I mean, you see what he's doing with the squad that he has now. So the bubble has been very successful. Um, They're now playing the actual games. So just my thoughts from, um, from opening night till now. It's like games are getting better and better and better and very competitive. So really Saturday kind of kicked off some of the top games in the NBA. The Miami Heat played the Nuggets that first game. And um, Jimmy Butler and Cole, they're tough, man. They're tough. The the Heat are tough. You got guys like Olinik just shooting amazing numbers. The Heat have the best collection of shooters as a team in the NBA. I believe the Heat. The Heat has to be number one. They, The Heat got to be number one. There's other great shooting teams out there, but I really like what the Heat have to offer. They have shooters at every single position, and they beat the Nuggets um, 125 to 105. Then um, the next game that day was the Jazz and the Thunder. The Thunder um, really did their thing. They beat the Jazz 110 to 94. Um, the game was even out of hand, but I guess, you know, at the end of the game, garbage play, garbage time, the score started looking better, but yeah, they beat down the jazz. The jazz don't look the same with, um, Bohan not being there or bogey. He was a, he was a big piece that they brought in along with Conley and, you know, bogey was averaging 20 points a game. So that out your lineup for a team that's not a offensive juggernaut. Uh, You can only do so much. So they're lacking some scoring. Um, The Pelicans played the Clippers. That game was not even close. Zion looks fat and out of shape. Um, (laughs) It's going to take him some time to kind of get into game shape. I believe that Zion needs a nutritionist. I believe that um, he needs a trainer. And um, he'll get his body and his conditioning right. But at the end of the day, if he wants to have a long-lasting career, he definitely has to trim down, watch what he eats, and then really, really get into a very good workout regimen. That way, when the next season comes out, he's just clicking on all cylinders. Um, the Sixers played the Pacers, and man, let's just put it like this. T.J. Warren went off. Mind you, he was the guy that Phoenix got rid of for cash considerations. T.J. Warren scored a career-high 53 points, 53 points for a guy that you traded for a piece of gum. Uh, <laughs> um, the Sixers are just a team that have all the talent, but missing JJ and missing uh, Jimmy Butler. Those were two big losses. Um, Jimmy brought that toughness, that defense, and you know JJ just brought that floor spacing. So, and then also losing Landry Shamet as well. That's a lot of shooting. The shooting that they have now is not enough. Although, that I do like Shake Milton. Shake Milton is very nice. He's a, a surprise, and it took the stubborn coach a while to start playing Shake Milton. But now, um, everything's working out. But yeah, T.J. Warren did his thing. Beat down the Sixers. Um, it was not a beat down, but it was a close game. But it was hundred and twenty-seven to a, a one twenty-one. Then the Lakers played the Raptors. Look. I've gone on record to say that the Raptors are the best team in the East. Yes, they are the best team in the East. What's different with the Raptors? Okay, you lost Kawhi Leonard, but you have to remember that OG and Anobi did not play that season. And OG and Anobi is a guy that was drafted in the first round out of Indiana. The guy is nice. Uh, he comes from the same kind of uh, a pedigree as Oladipo. Now, I'm not saying that OG is going to become another Ola Depot, but what I am saying is that OG is very good. Uh, he can shoot the ball. He can defend. Uh, he's long. He's the perfect wing uh, that you want to have on your team. So the Raptors are deep. The Raptors have like seven guys that can come off and rip off 20 points. You know, you have Powell out there. You have Van Vliet. You have Lowry. So when the Lakers played the Raptors, the Raptors exposed the Lakers. The Lakers played very good defense, even though that they ran away with it in the fourth quarter. Um, The Lakers just couldn't score. They trapped AD and AD just couldn't get the ball. Um, He just could not attack the basket like he wanted to. That double team really got to him. And even when he passed to the shooters, Danny Green has been off. Lakers paid him $15 million a year. He is not worth $15 million a year. Everybody says, oh, Danny Green is going to come up big in the playoffs. Well, Laker fans hope he does come up big in the playoffs because honestly, the way that he's been playing at the start of this restart, it is not encouraging at all. Uh, He's missing everything. Not only is he missing everything, he's a 3 and D guy and he's not even defending. He was getting punked. By Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry looked like Michael Jordan. I, I tweeted that on Twitter and somebody said that they would, that they never imagined that they would see that. But yeah, Kyle Lowry did look like Michael Jordan. He had 33 points and he was like nearly perfect from the free throw line. I mean, he was punking AD. He was punking uh, everybody on the team. And Kyle Lowry's not a, a, a big guy. They have him listed as six feet tall, but I really think he's 5'10. Um, so like I said, Raptors are loaded. Um, they have all kinds of guys and even deep into their bench. They have more shooters and more guys. They are just great at grooming these undrafted players. They groomed Van Vliet undrafted from Wichita State. Now he is a borderline all-star. I believe that Van Vliet gets paid when he hits free agency. Um, he's just that good. So Raptors, like I said, are the best team in the East. Um, I know a lot of people say the Bucks, Some people say the Celtics, but watch out for the Raptors, man. They are a very good team. So moving on, man, um, that Saturday was very good. And then you move on into Sunday. You had the battle of the worst between the Wizards and the Nets. The Nets won that one. Uh, Then you had a game between the Celtics and the Trailblazers. Literally, the Trailblazers were fighting back to get into this game. I mean, it was a blowout. Then Dame Lillard just went off. Then Tatum finally got a haircut. Once Tatum got that haircut, his powers came back. Sometimes you have to just leave things the way that they are. Why are you getting the Afro when you've not played an NBA game with an Afro? So Jason Tatum brought his A game. uh, Jalen Brown brought his A game. And the Celtics were able to uh, finish this off with a win. Um, The Spurs beat the Grizzlies. Grizzlies have just been fighting. They've been fighting and fighting and fighting. But for some reason, they just cannot get it done. Just like the game on Friday when the Grizzlies blew a big lead to the Trailblazers. Now, they, you know, they don't get it done against the Spurs. The Rosen just splashes a three in their eye and just ends the whole thing. Um, the Magic and the Kings, another weak matchup. The Magics have looked pretty good the magic I mean they've looked pretty pretty good in this uh restart so far Uh, they beat the Kings 132 to 116 the Rockets played the Bucks. that was the game of the night I watched every single minute of it minute of it I enjoyed it Did, did you guys remember that beef between um Giannis and Harden this was the game that we've been waiting for and I'm glad that we finally got it um James Harden was just unbelievable. I believe he had 49 points. No, I'm sorry. That was the game before. Um, Westbrook led this team, uh, with 31 points and Harden had about 24. Um, but had 36 and Brooke Lopez played pretty good. See when the Rockets played a small ball, that's when centers can really impose their will and dominate inside the paint. So, um, I was shocked that the Rockets won this game because I was thinking that Giannis was going to have his way, and he did. (laughs) But the thing was, it was just too much Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook was just taking on a challenge and showing people like, hey, I'm still an MVP caliber player here. And James Harden has, has taken a step back in letting Russell close some games or letting Russell operate. So that pairing is working very well. The Rockets did make a lot of threes, but this is not always going to happen. There's going to be times when these shots are not falling and, you know, you can't defend the paint. So we'll see what this Rocket style looks like in a seven-game series. The Suns beat the Mavericks that game, and that was a shocker because the Suns are not as good as they should be. To me, they're not even a good team, but they beat the Mavericks in that game. Luka and Prozingis went off. Everybody else didn't step up, so the Mavericks need to be careful because they can end up playing the Clippers. Um, everybody's avoiding that seventh seed, and it looks like the Clippers are going to hold on to that number two seed, meaning that the number three seed will be Denver, and whoever they get that six seed, which will probably be the Rockets, they'll play Denver, and that's going to be a that's going to be a funny matchup because Ball is coming into his own. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is coming into his own. (laughs) Denver is a big team, and the Rockets are a small team. But, yeah, we'll definitely see how that pans out. So um, the Monday night games, um, as of yesterday, uh, the Raptors played the Heat, and it was a a tough battle back and forth. Frere Van Vliet was the star of this game. Uh, He made eight threes. He had had 36 points, I believe, and that's his career high. Um, The Heat, although they have all these shooters, They just don't match up with the Raptors. They just don't. Raptors are just too big, too strong, um, too deep. With the Heat, um, the dynamics of Jimmy Butler and Bam, this might not be the best matchup for them in the playoffs, but I believe the Heat do match up with the Celtics, and then the Raptors match up with the Bucks. But the Raptors match up with everybody. They can play big. They can play small. Um, The Nuggets play the Thunder and it was a good game. Went to overtime and the Nuggets were able to pull it off. Um, Michael Porter Jr. had 37 points. And that and that was a career high. 37 points. And um, <laughs> to think that he was the last lottery pick two years ago. And he almost fell to the Wizards. Matter of fact, he almost fell outside of the lottery. He almost fell to 15. But the Nuggets do what the Nuggets do. The Nuggets have been drafting talent for years. They were able to draft Nurkic that's now with um, the Trailblazers. Nurkic was a backup to Jokic. You know, they had Heron Gomez on the squad, uh, Beasley on the squad. They had to get rid of some talent just to create some more space. Um... So, Michael Porter Jr. is going to be a very, very good player, and I'm glad that he's really getting some burn. Bo Bo is another guy. I love me some Bo Bo. Bo Bo is a guy that that is up and coming, and that's going to do some serious, serious damage. Man, the Pacers played the Wizards, and the Pacers pulled it off. I don't think the Wizards win a game in this bubble. If you can't beat uh the phoenix suns or the nets you're not going to beat anybody in this bubble tj warren had 34 points he's averaging in two games 43 and a half points a game tj warren is really doing his thing here in orlando man just just putting up points man And he's really improved his three-point shooting. So he's turning into a sniper. Um, The Pelicans beat the Grizzlies. I feel sorry for the Grizzlies because they just keep losing and losing and losing. And um, eventually they're going to fall out of that eighth spot and have to, you know, hope that they're within four to then do that play-in tournament to get back into the playoffs. So like I said before, it seems like the Grizzlies have to qualify three times, which is crazy. Um, Then you had the game between... Uh, The 76ers and the Spurs, it was a very, very good game, very interesting game. Shake Milton hit the game-winning shot with a few seconds left. Shake Milton has really turned into a sniper, man. I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of this guy. He's a guy that people really didn't even want this guy. I mean, he went in the second round. um, He's worked on his games, played in the G League. And this season has just been his his coming-out party. I've seen him play some very, very big games, and he's going to be a big piece moving forward for the Sixers because they lack shooting, and Shake Milton gives them some of that shooting that they're lacking. So the game of the night, so to speak, or the last game of the night was the Lakers and the Jazz. Um, It was interesting to see which Laker team comes out. Is this the Laker team that beat the Clippers, Or or is it the Laker team that got blasted by the Raptors? So the coach made it a point to get A.D. the ball. And I called for A.D. to have 40 points, and he had 42 points tonight and 12 rebounds. Um, He took 28 shots. That's how you be aggressive. You know, and and he was doing this thing on a very good defensive team. A lot of these shots was on Rudy Gobert. And um, what I saw in this game was that LeBron was able to defer and let A.D. close out the game. And LeBron hasn't been shooting the ball very well during this uh, restart. But I think that as the games go on and as the season goes on, he's going to be gearing up for the playoffs, the first, second, you know, third round and so on and so forth. So as the league continues and as the games progress, LeBron is going to get better. I'm not worried about LeBron. I'm worried about the guys like Danny Green who's struggling with with his shot. I'm worried about the guys like KCP who if they don't show up, You know, Lakers look pretty bad. So, um, you know, yesterday, KCP and Danny Green combined for 18 points, which was big. That's big out of those two. JaVale McGee gave you zero. LeBron James gave you 22. Uh, He shot better, had eight rebounds, nine assists, uh, you know, playmaking. AD, the biggest stat that I saw was making four threes, including that four-point play that pretty much clinched the game against uh, Rudy Gobert uh, Kyle Kuzma had a decent game. Um, he's been playing very, very well. Um, he shot fifth 50% from the field. and he had nine points. He played defense, but he had some, some careless fouls here and there. So, um, Dwight Howard had a big game. He was perfect from the field, 11 points. Deion waiters has been solid seven points. Uh, J.R. Smith tried. Caruso was solid as always. And for the Jazz, man, it was just pretty much Donovan Mitchell, uh, Conley, and Gobert. So Conley did show up finally uh, with 24 points. Donovan Mitchell had 33 and Rudy Gobert had 16 coming from the bench. They really didn't even have a guy that came in and established themselves. Uh, Jordan Clarkson and his braids did not help this time. I think that Jordan Clarkson needs to cut those uh, uh, things. He calls braids from his head and um, get back to normal Clarkson. Get back to who you are. You look at Jason Tatum and what, cutting his hair has done for him and so trust the barbers in the bubble i know that your regular barber is not in the bubble but hey trust the guys in the bubble they're gonna get you right so um there's gonna be some pretty good games coming up um tomorrow uh let's look at some of the games coming up tomorrow um i believe the clippers are due to play since they didn't play uh, yesterday so um so the clippers played the suns today um that's the easy win for the clippers um, Bucks and Nets uh, That's not a good game Mavs and Kings Okay Celtics and Heat Here we go Rockets and Blazers Here we go So the NBA is doing a good job Of putting some of the better games At the end of the night So we can enjoy when we get home from work Because some of us can't even watch the games at work But I'm excited The NBA is back Live sports is back Um, And uh, let's get it man So Guys, thank you so much for tuning in Into another episode I appreciate the love that you guys Are giving me out there On all the social media platforms Be sure to share this podcast With one other person um, Please leave me a review On the Apple Podcasts Or whatever platform that you do use Subscribe, share Follow me on Twitter At TS with Manny Instagram TS with Manny on Facebook, Talking Sports with Manny. Thank you guys so much. And if you guys have any comments, be sure to hashtag TSWM, Talking Sports with Manny 2020. Thank you guys so much. Love y'all. Y'all be safe out there. There's a lot going on. Um, Just please, please, please be safe out there. Love you guys.